Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Been a pretty busy week for the Kansas City Chiefs during NFL free agency as they made two big signings in tackle Jawan Taylor from the Jacksonville Jaguars and defensive lineman Charles Amenahu from the San Francisco 49ers. On Thursday, we heard from the new Chiefs. We'll start things off with Jawan Taylor. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Charles Amenahu. Jawan, you got us okay? Yes. Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? Good, good. Appreciate you joining us. We'll uh, we'll kick it off with questions, and we'll go straight to Adam Teicher with ESPN. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Juwan. Uh, congratulations on signing with the Chiefs, and welcome to Kansas City. Um, uh, Brad, I'll have a second question after this as well. What have they told you about a position, and have you ever wanted to play left tackle? Is that a goal of yours? Uh, hey, Adam, thanks so much. Uh, yes, I, I was definitely told about the left tackle position, but I feel like I'm definitely able, uh, athletic enough to make the switch over. And uh, very, very versatile, so I feel like I can go out and make the switch uh, pretty seamless. But, you know, at the end of the day, if they need me to switch over and play other positions, I'm open to doing it. I'm just here to try to help this team win a championship. Okay, and what kind of transition is that for you, going from one side to the other? Uh, you know, left tackle, right tackle, just a flip of the hips, honestly. Um, other than that, if, if you're athletic enough and you trust your feet and, uh, you know, you, you got great coaching as well, which I know that's here, uh, I feel like the, the transition would be pretty good. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Brad, I'll have one other question too. Um, hey, Juwan, c- congratulations. Like like Adam said, I looked back to 2017. It looked like you had two games at left tackle in Florida. I know that's a, a while ago now. Just what do you remember right. about that experience? Uh, it was fun. You know, at, at the time we had a couple injuries on the team and, uh, you know, we had to move guys around on the line and they trusted me to go over there and play left tackle for the last two games of the season. So um, now I have the opportunity to play it again. I'm very, very uh, excited for it, and I'm embracing the opportunity. So, um, you know, I'm just getting ready to go. and I should be ready to go by the time we report back. Doug is a a former offensive coordinator here in Kansas City. Just what did he mean for your growth as a player down there? Meant a lot. Uh, Great coach, great leader. Um, He was was amazing. I have nothing but great things to say about him, and going to miss him for sure. Let's go next to Nate Taylor with The Athletic. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Juwan. Uh, Congratulations on the deal. when you're doing free agency for the first time, um, how many teams were involved and when did it become clear to you that the Chiefs were um, a possibility for you? Um, it was a good amount of teams involved, but uh, once free agency opened up, I had, you know, my agent told me about the possibility that the Chiefs wanted to get me. And, uh, you know, once the negotiation process happened, I just felt like, you know, it was a great opportunity, an opportunity I couldn't pass up. So uh, I went with it. And we've uh, we've seen, obviously, guys before talk about how they've been um, interested in playing for a championship team just does it give you confidence that someone like Orlando Brown went from right tackle to left tackle and had success? It helps you Was that part of your thought process as well? Most definitely. Um, you know, he's a great player with great feet as well, very long, uh, very versatile guy. So uh, seeing guys like that be able to transition over is, is amazing to see. So it gives me, you know, a lot of courage and hope and knowing I can do it too. Let's go next to Matt Derrick with Chiefs Digest. Go ahead, Matt. 
Hey, Joan, like the others, welcome to Kansas City. Thank you. Uh, obviously, Doug's offense has a lot of similarities to, to the Chiefs offense. How much did that influence your decision? And ultimately, why did you end up choosing Kansas City? Uh, it definitely influenced my decision. Like you said, they have similarities. So, uh, you know, and learning offense is nothing new to me. I've learned a new offense every year since I've been in the NFL. So uh, that was the least of my worries. Um, but the, the reason I chose it, I just felt like it was a great opportunity, a uh, chance to play under Coach Andy Reid and play with great players like Mahomes and Kelsey and other guys that's on the team. And I felt like it was a great opportunity. And, and uh, you know, I just want to embrace change. I never lived outside of Florida ever in my life. So I uh, have an opportunity to come try something new and be on a great, great organization. I was, I was all for it. So next to Todd Lebo with 810 Radio. Go, Todd. Juwan, a couple things. First off, um, you, you faced the Chiefs a couple of times last year. I know you're not right. thinking about where you're going to play, you know, when the season's over. But when, when you watched the Chiefs and you were in those games, were you somewhere in the back of your head thinking maybe this is a, a kind of offense or a team I'd like to play with? Uh, you always think about that stuff. Um, you know, just seeing the, the great teams in the league, you see the, the system they run, you know what team you will be fitted in better. And uh, I feel like with this team, I definitely would, would fit in. And uh, this this scheme, I would fit in because it's similar to what I already was running. So, uh, you know, and when the opportunity presented itself, I was I was, knew I would be ready to go. When you were there in Jacksonville, I mean, a lot of, you know, turnover with coaches and all that kind of stuff. When you look at the Chiefs from afar, you see a very stable franchise, same head coach for a long time. Are you looking forward to maybe some comfort that way? Or was it a little odd the last few years down there in Jacksonville with all the changes? Uh, not, uh, you know, I'm used to embracing change. Uh, I've been used to it. So uh, having the, the opportunity to have change in different cultures, different cultures and stuff, it wasn't too hard for me to adjust. I'm easy to adapt and stuff. But hopefully with, uh, you know, Coach Reed being here, I'll be able to finally get comfortable in one offense and uh, I won't have to learn a new one again. Hopefully it's the last one I have to learn for a while. So I definitely look forward to it. we got two more. Let's go Nick Jacobs and then Karen. Go ahead, Nick. And Brad, I'll follow. First one, John, for you. Who's the offensive line coach from your football career so far that really had the biggest impact on you and kind of helped shape the offensive lineman you are? Uh, I would definitely say Coach George Warhop. He definitely helped me because he was the one that uh, was my first NFL line coach who, uh, you know, he had an impact on me uh, and, and helped me better my game in all aspects. And he was a coach that drafted me out of Jacksonville. So um, that was fun. And uh, also Coach Phil Roster, the coach I just had this year, he was amazing. Um, you know, he fiery coach, great, great um, guy overall. And uh, he definitely helped my game, take take my game to another level this year. And then now that you've kind of been in Kansas City for probably maybe less than 24 hours, what's your initial impressions of the of the town here? And also what have your interactions been like with Coach Reed, Brett Beach, and have you got to talk to Pat Mahomes yet? I love the town. Um, that's the first thing. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm a guy who's laid back. I don't do much. I'm always at the house. So uh, it, it's best. It's definitely a place I can focus and just focus on ball. And, uh, you know, I, I love the environment and uh, the conversation with Coach uh, with Coach um, Reed and um, Brett Veach. Everyone's went very well. Uh, it was an amazing time with those guys. They're very welcome and accommodating to me and my family. Uh, I did have the opportunity to speak to Mahomes. He's a very great guy. I can tell already he's a great leader, very laid back guy. So can't wait to go out there and battle with him. We'll go last to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Give another shot there, Miss Karen. I hit the unmute button for you. Hello, hey. hello. Can you hear me now? Hello. We got you. Hi, welcome to Kansas City. So Thank good you. to see you. Good to see you, too. Now, before I ask my real question, did you really say you never lived anywhere but Florida? Like you haven't lived in snow and ice <laughs> and all those things? Yes, man. I never lived out of Florida ever in my life. My whole 25 years, I've always lived in Florida, went to college in Florida. So uh, it's definitely going to be a different move for me, but I'm excited for it. Well, get a snow shovel because we get some of that here. Yes, but anyway, 
wanted to ask you, you talk about Patrick Mahomes, but you do know he's one of these guys that can improvise and take a broken down play and move and kind of the offensive linemen have to adjust a little bit to him. Are you looking at that as an exciting opportunity? Do you see that as a big challenge? How do you view his mobility as affecting your job? Uh, I don't feel like it affects my job at all, honestly. Uh, if I have to hold my block longer, I have to do that. But at the end of the day, I know he can use his feet too. So if he needs to go out and create a play with his feet, he can do that. So I'm excited, honestly, to be able to play with a guy of this caliber and uh, go out there and keep him upright. So uh, I'm definitely excited. John, we appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you all so much. Nice to meet everyone. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we are ready to get started here. And we'll go first to Herbie Teope with the Kansas City Star. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Charles, welcome to Kansas City, man. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for good. having me. Good, good. Hey, we have, I have two questions here for him, Brad. The first one, going back to your 2019 pre-draft process from the Senior Bowl to the Combine, how much interactions did you have with the Chiefs, and what was your takeaway from that? Yeah, I did have a formal meeting with the Chiefs. Um, it was good, actually. It was one of my – I was talking to uh, Mr. Veachin, Coach – read uh last night and I was telling him about how I just remember that meeting being the most positive meeting I had um definitely felt the energy from Spags too and I remember that meeting very very vividly so it was good and I almost to the point where I thought I was going to be drafted by them uh but I mean now circle back four years later I'm here so I worked up yeah things happen for a reason and and lastly the some of the words that we hear to describe you are just position flexibility what have the Chiefs told you about what they're, they're expecting of you on defense, and what do you what do you bring? Um, I think the the versatility is just something that is a is a known thing. So um, that wasn't that was something that was brought up, but not something that we just really just talked too much in depth about. Um, it's just something I think looking at me as a player profile that I can rush inside, I can rush outside, I can rush over the center, whatever you need me to do, I can 
uh, showing that I can do it throughout my career. Uh, what I think I bring to the table is a guy that can do that. Um, I think I'm a guy that can play around on first, second down, and and play over tight ends and being a, you know, I'm saying a nine and then a five, and then I think I can rush on the edge if you need me to, depending on however we want to do it in the rushing side. So I think the versatility is um, what I bring to the table. A guy that's going to play hard, um, very much guy that's going to stuff the run because I know when you you play play the run well, you're going to have some fun rushing the quarterback. So. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Thank you. And Brad, I'll have a second one too. Uh, Charles, congratulations. I, I just want to go back to the the trade. At that point in your career, just how much of a turning point, how motivating was that for you? Yeah, the trade was, it was good actually. You know, I was kind of like um, nervous about it because I've never, never thought I was going to leave the state of Texas. But um, it ended up being the best thing that happened for me in my career, honestly. Um being traded uh, to the 49ers gave me a fresh start, a new look on uh, uh, uplifting my confidence as far as just how my third year in the league was going. And um, it was good. And then carried over to my best season yet in the league. And uh, I feel like I'm only going up in, in the aspects of my play. I read that your position coach, Chris Kosarek, meant a lot to you. Just what did you take away from him? What were the conversations like when you were leaving? And how do you how much you look forward to working with Joe Cullen? Yeah, Coach Coach Maseric really, uh, I feel like, made me into the player I am today. Um, taught me a lot of things about how I should look in the outlook of my rush and um, definitely gave me my confidence again, and he shot me straight. That's the biggest thing I always wanted as a coach, just to be super, super honest, and he was uh, brutally honest. And um, with Coach Cullen, I've talked to him yesterday, and I could get the same vibe from him. A guy that loves his, his players, wants his players to succeed bad, um, wants to stop the run because he wants to sack the quarterback too. He told me how they went from, I think, 31 sacks to like 60-something this year. And um, I talked to Veach and Andy and uh, some of the scouts and stuff about that Raiders game that stuck out to me about last year's team as far as I think they had like seven sacks and just looked like everybody was getting a piece of the quarterback. So I just seen that and getting the energy from Coach Cullen and just it just it just all makes sense. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. I got a couple things for you. First off, you've played against the Chiefs a few times, right? Been to Arrowhead with with the Texans a couple times. Played them this year. Just from from the outside looking in, what do you think about the the organization and you know the team that you're joining? Yeah, first class organization. Um, a team that is about winning. Executes at a high clip. Well coached. Uh, very good players. So all positives. I mean, and then I have guys that play here and uh, that I played with before in, in college and, and in the league, and it's the same thing, just high class, um, execution at the highest level, um, a players-type-led team, organization that um, makes the players feel welcomed and the players can be themselves, and that's all as a player that you can ask for. And we saw the uh, the arrest before the, the last playoff game. There's been no charges yet. Do you have any idea that the – there's going to be any charges coming from out in California. What are you hearing from your uh, representatives and law enforcement on that? I cannot speak on that. Let's go next to Nick Jacobs. Go ahead, Nick. I'm Brad Oliver. Uh, Charles, my first question for you as a pass rusher, what do you feel like is the art form of pass rushing and what do you pride yourself on as a rusher? You said what is the what? Uh, as a pass rusher for you, what do you feel like is the art form of pass rushing and what do you kind of pride yourself on as a rusher? I'll have a follow-up, bro. Um, 
on the edge, just playing on the edge and on the inside. On the edge for me, I think it's just get off. Um, threatening guys with get off. I wouldn't say I'm the fastest guy off the edge, but I, um, I think my recognition of the ball getting off and my quickness off the ball um, presents as a, a threat. And then uh, for me, my length and power uh, and my hand usage. I think my hand usage on the edge is decent. It's good. Um, I think it would be better, but I definitely know that I can get offensive linemen turned and then translate that get off the power um, and get guys um, just turned and then put them in the quarterback's lap and then escape. And then once I get them to sit on the power, then I'm able to use my hand usage to win um, on the edge or through them on the uh, with power through an edge, just different ways of doing it. And then on, inside, I think it's just my get off. Um, I threaten guards pretty quickly. And um, I think my hands inside are are really good. Um, I think my tape kind of shows that I beat, I beat guards very quickly. And then my counter two is just when they – Either I kind of just depend on the type of guy. I might just start off power. I might just be like, I'm just going to go 3-2. And just uh, just different variables of just winning is the, how I think I see myself. And then from Monday, kind of experiencing this, I believe it's your first time truly experiencing free agency. Mm-hmm. What has that been like for you from Monday when uh, from 11 a.m. when it started till yeah. now you're on the defending Super Bowl champions with Patrick Williams, Andy Reid, and so on? Yeah, it was a whirlwind, man. It was a definitely an experience that um, you got to go through the first time to understand it. Um, it's an uncertainty. You feel like you put enough on tape to where you don't have the uncertainty, but then when you're in it, you're like, did I do enough? Um, but, I mean, I, I had a good amount of teams interested. I think it just was a process, um, and it ended up turning out the right way. And like you said, you end up signing with the defending Super Bowl champions. Can't be too mad about that. Next to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. There, Charles. How you doing? I'm doing great. So I like, I like energy. Yes, yes. Okay. I, that's what I wanted to talk to you about with Spags. How does your versatility fit into his defense? Um, you know, he's sometimes like the master chess player, and you know, he unleashes the dogs at times, and other times it's all strategy. How do you feel your game fits in with his? I think it fits in um, pretty good. Uh, I remember Spags a lot from the Giants when he had those four rushers that are almost all defensive ends or could be defensive tackle, it didn't matter. He put them anywhere. And um, that was a big, like when I first just noticed, I think when I first noticed just like how um guy that stood out to me was O.C. Miura, where he would be on the edge and then rush inside. And um, Spags kind of put him in that role. Um, he was a first and second down started on playing the run and stuff and then rush inside. So, um, and then he does that here. I saw him do that with Chris Jones last year. Chris would be on the edge. And then uh, obviously uh, be inside. So definitely see the versatility being something, I guess, that uh, caught their attention. And I've shown since I've been in the league that I can do that. We've got time for a couple more. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Charles, congratulations on your deal. Um, My question for you is um, you've been in a rotation. Obviously, you've had versatility inside and outside. Just what do you think that you've gained these last two years with the 49ers that makes you ready for – uh, the chance to be a starter, to be a guy that's on the field, you know, just about every down? Um, just understand the importance that playing the run is uh, the first step into getting to the quarterback. Um, my role with the Niners was, man, I played as much as a starter would, but uh, my first chance stepping on the field was to rush the quarterback. So I just had that mode of, like, getting to the quarterback or affecting the quarterback. But now um, being in the game and um, having the chance to be a starter, you 
I feel like I can more so set up guys. So I don't have to always go for the uh, kill shot rush. I can set up guys and really like play the long game. And then once you kind of set guys up and keep them off balance, that's I, in my opinion, that's why I feel like you can really dice people up and have multi-sag kind of games um, when you do that. We'll go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Charles, and kind of following up on that question, you're coming from a, another successful organization with a strong culture. What did you really learn about, you know, the kind of the game and the business and your job from not only just, you know, Coach Ryan's, but on down the plan with alongside guys like like Nick and Samson? Yeah, I mean, the detail and just being a, a great player is a, is a lot more than um, showing up in the building and uh, going to meetings. It's a it's a, it's a it's, it's from the time Monday starts um, until kickoff on Sunday and then there's adjustments throughout the game. So the detail and winning, um, the detail and preparation, um, you see what uh, how much preparation in the organization that knows what winning looks like. You can see the detail in it. You can see the I mean, just everything matters kind of uh, mentality, um, strategy and, and, and scheme. All of it matters. All of it takes detail. All of it takes time. And then you as, a, as an individual have to do the extra as well. Uh, with maintain your body, maintain your strength, um, how you eat, sleeping, all those different things. You just got to really just detail it up and really know that this is something you have to take very, very seriously. So I think being in an organization like that, and um, I was fortunate enough to go to back-to-back NFC Championship games, and this organization has gone to five straight AFC Championship games. So um, I think it will just be a smooth transition as far as that mentality. Charles, we appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate y'all. Glad to be here. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir.